1: Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right
0: now-ish. Hello? We good? We good, man. What's happening? Aw, uh, man. Just trying to get over here real quick. Had grandma calling me. So, you know, let's go. Cool.
1: Hey, y'all. I'm Pendarvis Harshaw. Today, I'm talking with Darrell Coleman, a.k.a. DC, or DC is chilling. He's an East Oakland native who, y'all know him, man. He's the host of the 106 KML Morning Show.
0: My name is DC. I'm chilling with you. Let's talk about Oakland, California right now.
1: He's also a club DJ and an investor in a recently opened bar and restaurant called Sobre Mesa in downtown Oakland. What a better time to have uh, opened a restaurant, right? In addition to talking to DC about how he and his partners will navigate their latest venture, I was wondering how he's seeing the artists and uh, members of the entertainment industry out here in the Bay Area deal with everything that's going on right now. Given D.C.'s position as a media maker or a mover and shaker with deep roots in Oakland, I figured it'd be a good time to chop it up. Right after this.
2: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world.
0: I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey—that's where you go to sunshine state. But we just have challenges right now.
2: KQED's California Report Magazine. New episodes drop every Friday. Wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org/podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. All right, since right now is sheltering in place and practicing social distancing, we're temporarily operating from my closet. We love to be having this convo over drinks at Sobre Mesa, but instead, DC and I hopped on a video chat.
0: I'm uh, from Havens Court right between East 14th and MacArthur. Havens Court, man, what's, what's it like out there now? Like some changes to the neighborhood recently? Uh, Yeah, we just got bike lanes. That's a change. That, that definitely wasn't something that I would have seen, you know, when I was a, a youngster rolling on my huffy around that joint.
1: And then, so, and then growing up in East Oakland, how did you get involved in radio?
0: I got to give a lot of love to one of my cousins. His name is Tommy McElroy. He was a part of a writing crew called Foster and McElroy. And they were the ones who handpicked the women who ended up being in Vogue. What? Yeah. And then they also, you know, worked with a lot of other artists from here around the time. I grew up seeing gold and platinum records on the the wall at my cousin's house. And so I was always interested in music. And then when I got to be like, 14, right? I was the only kid in the neighborhood that had a CD
1: burner. <laughs> it's showing your age.
0: <laughs> I'm saying, bro, I was I was the only person in the hood that was like making the CDs for all the parties. So then once I graduated high school, you know, and I was moving around the world, kind of didn't know what I was gonna do, why I was gonna do whatever, ended up meeting this cat named DJ Mir, who was out of a crew called the Oakland Faders. and Mir kind of started teaching me like the real basics of DJing. He was like, yo, you ever thought about doing radio? And I was like, I mean, yeah. Which the truth is, I had high level thought about doing radio. Cause I used to watch Martin back in the day when I was a kid. No, no, this is my show. I ask the questions here. All right, do your feet stink? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Next caller, what up? <laughs> And I was like, man, that's a job you can have as an adult, and like feed yourself and have a nice apartment in France. Like, that'd be tight. <laughs> uh, I ended up, you know, turning in a resume and I, I started on the street team at KMEL, which is the radio station, of course, in the Bay that I grew up listening to. And I've been there since.
1: What specifically do you do at KMEL?
0: I'm one of the co-hosts of the uh, Sana G morning show.
2: Sana G Morning Show, it's your girl Sana. What's up?
0: What's happening? DC is chilling. you player button partner G, man. 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. I have my own midday show, as well as me and the brother DJ D Sharp, who's the arena DJ for the Golden State Warriors. He's a part of a show I do called The Damage Slate Show overnight on Friday night and the Saturday morning. It's the Damn Slate Show on KMEL. The Bay's number one for hip-hop and R&B. DC is chilling. And this week, we got to go ahead and get your Bay Pick of the Week popping from a guy out in the 408. You know him because he's been doing beats around this Yay area for a long time. And he's always bringing the hotness, man. So this time, it's Tracks a Million featuring City Sean and Two Short. song is I Don't Want to Dance. New music right here and your Damn Slate Bay Pick of the Week on KMEL. If I can't do in this club, then I don't want to dance. If you can't do... So I'm probably on the radio here in the Bay about 44 hours a week. So yeah, man, I mean, I, I run my mouth a lot, bro.
1: And during this pandemic, he hasn't slowed down. He's an essential worker, which means he has to show up to the studio.
0: As a broadcaster, you know, when there's something going on in the world, you don't get to say, I'm not going to work. We want to make sure that people are getting you know the updates and the information that they need and also i mean for my space too it's about providing levity you know during a time where things are a bit serious outside
1: yeah it's a it's a time that really puts in perspective the value of family the necessity of it and uh, and also as you were saying the necessity of like levity and art and
0: yeah for sure i mean because you know people are usually getting entertainment value from being able to go to the movies, which you can't do right now, or go to a local bar or a restaurant, which you can't do right now, you know? So there's probably a lot of TV watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of people going through rabbit holes on the internet. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of nightlife and entertainment of uh, you recently uh, invested in a, a venue, um, Sobre Mesa. What, what is Sobre Mesa? And um, yeah, what's, what's the vision of Sobre Mesa?
0: You know, for a lot of Afro-Latino folks, they may have certain spaces that they go that are purely Latino or maybe purely kind of fit the mold of what is African-American in a way, Um, but nothing that matches the energy of both of those. And I thought that that was so important to bring that to the town in the first two weeks that we've been open from everything that people have been tasting and uh, the experiences that folks have had in there so far. Uh, it seems like we're absolutely uh, executing on that vision.
1: Congratulations. Um, I know it's it's not easy. You know, you hear news every day about businesses uh, shuttering up in Oakland, specifically in that area, you know, like they come and go. And so congratulations to get something up and going. Unfortunately, you're one of the many businesses who've been hit with the effects of coronavirus and the shutdowns and everything. And so just how's the how's how are you guys dealing with it?
0: It's whack that we had to close down two weeks in the opening, but at the same time, there are so many people, you know, rely on tips who rely on, you know, being able to work in kitchens. I was talking to some friends today about the fact that there are, you know, undocumented folks that are working in so many of these businesses, you know, behind the bar or in the kitchen who can't go and file for unemployment because they don't have the paperwork to be able to do that. Like, what are they going to do? So those are the folks that I'm kind of thinking about in this time.
1: Yeah, that was part of the reason I was really interested to talk to you, knowing where you stand in the community and your involvement, not only in the art scene, but also in nightlife. Like, What do what you see other people do like in terms of uh, resources or, or actions right now?
0: I can tell you this. I know some club DJs, that's their only gig, is going out on the weekends and being able to create and entertain folks. And they're being put in a position right now that all of these venues are closed. You know, what's going to happen with folks housing or car payments or, you know, as much as people want to look at businesses sometimes and say like, oh, well, you should just take care of your people when your space closes. There are some people who I know personally who own businesses downtown who are like, we've been working on a shoestring budget just to keep people employed anyway. Already. Yeah. So they're creating GoFundMe pages and things like that so that they can uh, make sure that their employees are taken care of. And it's interesting to see, even though this is just a few weeks, like who's going to make it out?
1: (laughs) Yeah. How does that make you feel in terms of like the future, future of your hometown?
0: I've been investing in Oakland, opening businesses and things like that for about the past five years or so. Not many of the residents and people that I grew up with have that opportunity, especially not in a downtown Oakland that is rapidly changing. So a lot of the folks who I talk to who own businesses are black and brown folks who, if they lose their business, they're not going to be able to reopen in the same places that they were at. So that means that either you got to flip the coin and hope that another black and brown person comes into the space so that, you know, we don't lose these spaces. Or you know that that's not going to happen and that it's just going to add to the rapid gentrification of the town.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's uh, another layer to an already kind of thin operation that was happening. You know, there was already instability. So when we all emerge from being sheltered in place and businesses open back again, uh, how do you
0: imagine uh, you'll hit the ground running? we were two weeks into a business and had just had a grand opening and we have to close. It's like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna have a re-grand opening. (laughs) We're gonna really like go in all over again. Like we're not gonna be doing a ribbon cutting and all of that, but we're for sure gonna like make sure that all of our friends and family are in the building and we're about to get right back re-jumping in that thing because a lot of people are gonna have some pent up joy that they need to get off. I'll make sure you uh you get an invite, brother, and that you in the building.
1: I shall be there. Pent up joy. <laughs> I got this overflowing joy reservation. I need to just
0: Hey man, we listen, we had Black Joy Parade back in February, and then we had what March misery. I'm trying I'm trying to get some <laughs> I'm trying to get some April anxiety off. So we we about to get some joy in regardless.
1: Looking forward to it, man. Definitely looking forward to it. Thank you to DC. You can find him on 106.1 KML every weekday, morning and midday. And you can also keep up with him on Twitter at DC is chillin. That's all one word, DC is chillin, no G on in. We recorded our conversation about three weeks ago, but I checked in with DC earlier this week and he let me know that Sobre Mesa is open. They're currently doing delivery orders for cocktails and food, and pickups at their sister restaurant, Alomar, which is at 100 Grand Avenue in Oakland. I've been reaching out to past guests, asking them how they're dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, shelter in place, and everything that's going on right now. So, I hit up artist Timothy B., who was the first guest on our podcast last fall. If you didn't catch that episode, I highly suggest pulling it up. But before you do that, here's what he's up to right now.
3: Not much has changed for me. You know, I've been practicing social distancing for a while now. I mean, what I do requires me of being in isolation. So, like, this is perfect for me, honestly. I've been really enjoying my time. I've been cooking, been exercising, been uh, talking to all my loved ones through FaceTime. Um, It's interesting, you know, moments like these really you know, present, like, the truth to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's really a part of your tribe, you know? Um, And also, like, what is really important and what isn't important. That's how I feel. That's where I'm at. That's what's been going on. Yeah, you know, stay creative, man. Keep on inspiring people, man.
1: Thanks for checking in, Timothy B. Uh, he's a visual artist who paints large, colorful, Afrocentric images all around the Bay Area, and his story is so much deeper than just some paint on the wall. You can hear our full episode about Timothy B at kqed.org slash right nowish. I wanna give a thank you to my producer, Ashley Ann Craigbaum for holding us down. Our editor is Jessica Plachik, and big thank you to the higher ups at KQED That's Julie Kane, Holly Kernan, and David Marcus. I'm your host, Pandarvis Harshaw, and this has been Right Now.
2: Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book.